Hello and welcome to Vitamins for Breakfast, the podcast that aims to feed your soul and create connection through conversation. This is episode one of Diversity Beyond Borders with Jack. Jack is a performance coach from the UK who has a passion for helping others find healthy and effective ways to talk their truth. On today's episode, Jack will be discussing the racial injustices in the UK, the Black Lives Matter movement, and how he is using his privilege to aid in change. Let's get started. So you're from the UK. That's right. I'm from Watford Way, which is the same place as Anthony Joshua. You heard of him? The big no. hunk. <gasps> Who the hell's Anthony Joshua? The big He's hunk. The heavyweight um, boxing champion of the world. Oh, oh. Not currently, actually. He might have one belt, actually. But yeah, from the UK. I have no clue who that is. What is your experience like on that side? Just growing up, what was that experience? I think everyone who's American listening wants to know, like, what the fuck is that like on that side? Sure. I mean, honestly, I was from a very privileged... It was actually outside Watford. It's a, a small town called Rickmansworth. So it was a very, like I had a very privileged upbringing. It wasn't much diversity. But I've always been like, I've always been drawn to the culture, you know, um, the Afro beats I love, like the, the mm-hmm. food, the trying it. So as soon as I went to uni, I really embraced that culture. It was kind of like magnets I was to them and they were to me. And that's where my, the story of me and what I feel like has now been planned out by the universe is because I've really got to know that side and their upbringing here's this posh like white kid who's you know get get the parents are paying for his stuff at uni and we're all living together and here's this other family that you know they're struggling with money you know my brothers are struggling you know they haven't got that support so it was kind of like a beautiful connection of both worlds yeah and it was like but we all accept each other for who we are because we were just best mates having a laugh they taught me some amazing stuff you know and vice versa and we just connected but it really gave me an insight to you know the south london the the more like croydon ends the more brixton brixton way i heard about brixton (laughs) (laughs) you know peckham and like these kind of places which are more like um poorer um and and please correct me if i say something that's like i say wrong or is out of line because again these things i say i'm a bit uncomfortable saying because i don't know what the right terminology is no i feel you i I don't think you said it wrong i mean in reference to when you're talking about the poor communities unfortunately um it just is what it is of course we don't we don't like to admit it for what it is but it is what it is unfortunately a lot of minorities or people of color reside in the poor communities and we're not saying that it's fair or it's right because of course there's there's a lot that's happened to land us in these these zoning areas but um 100%. i mean we're just we're just trying to observe it for what it is yeah i mean uh, in the uk as well uh, i know that 40 percent of like the poorest households are black but only four percent mm-hmm. of the country's population is black so like mm-hmm. even saying shit like that i know because of what i've read and stuff it's not like a case of black people are suddenly you know earning less money and that's why they're in these positions it's because of the right. fucking injustice that's happened right, you know right, when right. slavery was abolished let's go back to when slavery was abolished what do you think suddenly they could put on a suit and go and get a good job as a lawyer no no, no. One, everyone was still fucking super racist and they still are yeah, so it's yeah. like there's massive injustices there but i think my journey was nice seeing both the worlds and and really gave me compassion and really opened up my eyes to this bubble that I was living in. Yeah, um, which yeah, is yeah. why I think I'm so passionate about it and why I think this is part of my mission on earth is to give back to poorer communities. 
Um, yeah, I'm very privileged. I've had a massive head start in life. I've had constant help, you know, from my parents who I love yeah. them to bits and financial support as well in these businesses that I've started and they've had my yeah. back in. So, but that is why I feel so strongly about doing a lot with my life so I can give back essentially the same ways the same life that my parents gave to me I want to do that on a bigger scale to these kids that haven't had the privilege that I have and I don't want to make it about a certain color I just want to help kids but I know that I want to give back to black lives because of the injustice that's been done over hundreds of years I really feel like that's my journey to come back and just give them the the knowledge even if it's finance and books and all that like set up this whole community about it around that so that it was really special for me and I think my higher self kind of knew that it was special for me for the things that had to come you mentioned to me that your entire life growing up you were just naturally kind of interested in in the the culture you were just you would always observe you would just be yeah. watching from a distance like yo that's that's kind of cool like you know how <laughs> how they are how the things that they like the music how they express themselves and i think you 100% you know you kind of i think attracted that into your life you know somewhere yeah, or another by and the you go to uni and then you're surrounded by these people so it's just like talk about like you know law of attraction you know as you were growing up and peep that you were doing that like and i see your your community 100%. and your friends definitely taught you a few of the dance moves i see you doing Come the asoto <laughs> i was like wait like wait hold on like his friends Let's really go. put him on so see, no see i knew that before so this is why oh. i think i've got some african heritage or something because so they were you were practicing at home like <laughs> You know, like teach me how to duggy those sort of times. Oh, you were doing Bro, all I was, those in, things I was in the mirror, like trying to. <laughs> 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 you were like, I have to perfect this before I go to the parties. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and then the party comes, and there's me just smashing <laughs> out. You're like that, like even that, it was, it was, it was all just like because that's what I was drawn to. I loved it. I loved that when YouTube first came out, and I see all these dons like. Mm. teaching how to dug in i'm like geez mm. let's go like get me involved in that so then even that when i went to uni like even if i went out i would end up in the afro beats room in the r&b room and i'd just be doing being myself doing my thing and yeah, obviously yeah. it's just good energy and it, you just attract that and i'm energy. curious what was what how did people receive you during that time you know what i'm saying because i'm sure arms, okay everybody though there was nobody who ever looked at you and be like what this white boy doing like <laughs> what he think you doing <laughs> maybe you know i'm right. pretty like i was pretty closed off to that and i was probably pretty drunk i i always find that like <laughs> i love that music i like that's yeah. my jam do you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. it's like it was easy for me but then i know that looking through other people's eyes they felt more uncomfortable than i did where me walking okay. into a room you know, full of people dancing. I was like, this is this is home for me, man. I'm back. Like, yeah. This is no, they call me Olawalu Jack. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> they even gave you a name. They even yeah. gave you a name. This is crazy. You have you literally have been adopted by the community. They're just like, you know what? We we accept you. You have been adopted by us. So we're gonna give you a yeah. name. We're gonna rename you and everything. <laughs> we're gonna give you a nickname. This is you crazy. Do. It's like the BLM movement, like. So that's been something that's close to my heart anyway, before it started. Very, and then very. when it started, I was kind of shocked to see how closed off I still was to it, even very though good. my brothers are black. And, yeah. you know, and I was still saying who's always fighting for racism, but then it still made me think, fuck, like, yeah, made me feel, yeah, a certain way about it's it. It's interesting because I think 
as an American, we don't realize how widespread the issue is. Um, you see, it's literally colorism is across the globe. No matter where you go, if you are of darker complexion, you're going to be treated a certain way, no matter what that might look like. It's still a topic of conversation. You're still looked at. So it's just like to see that it is so widespread. I didn't know that in London there were situations where cops were also taking advantage yeah. of people of color. It's like it's not a conversation that's had. And I feel like with what happened here with George Floyd, which like caused like a big shake and a rift into everything like everyone now is like talking about it and then everyone's yeah. stories are starting to spark up and i'm like i didn't know this was happening to to people of color in london you know what i'm saying or like even across the world it's just like crazy how we all kind of share the same problem no matter where we're at in reference mm. to the conversation of black lives matter a thing that rolled me up because i got i mean I would say I'm pretty calm, I'm pretty neutral, I'm pretty conscious of my thoughts and my feelings and I try and yeah. remain neutral from them because that's where you can, you know, your IQ is the highest and you can make the best decisions from that. Mm -hmm. But with this movement, obviously, I was super sad. Like, I've never been so down with social media. Like, people, my friends, I've been falling out. I left my boys' group chat because there was photos they put on there very recently after, like, the George Floyd thing. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was like, people were like putting up statuses saying how like the writing isn't the right way but it's like that mm. colin um i might be saying yeah his name yeah wrong. yeah colin kaepernick like the these kneeling. people would yeah these people were like protesting peacefully and nothing yes. was happening and mm. then people get killed and mm. people are upset so they mm -hmm. go and fucking protest because they're angry mm -hmm. and then people are still saying oh they shouldn't be doing that it's like you're you're missing the fucking point like right 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 they haven't been heard so when yeah. people don't get heard and they collectively you know mm -hmm. people are start going to get annoyed and then they're going to have to go and protest because that's the only way that they know how exactly. and even in terms of, in terms of consciousness if we mm -hmm. just look at the consciousness chart guilt and shame are at the bottom and anger is higher so yeah. so people are sitting in their guilt and shame just by being of a certain color mm -hmm. and then effectively by raising the consciousness by getting angry is actually raising their consciousness so in terms of like a, a way to express yourself that the rioting on a spiritual consciousness level is better than sitting back in guilt and shame. Right, exactly. 100% because I feel that um, although there's darkness to what happened, just with the rioting, all of that, of course, nobody wants to see cities being like burned down especially yeah, when the cities that they're burning down are their own communities so yeah. it's just like you know we're not we're taking two steps backwards by doing that but at the end of the day this is the experience that people are living within themselves their own vessel every day so it's mm. just like they are Very now down. kind of exactly so now it's kind of like this is what happens when you kind of force someone to shut up about how they feel all the time in different ways socially emotionally spiritually there's just generations so, as well yeah generation of just this washing of who you really are um what do you think is gonna happen i just think like yo just in reference yeah. to even just energy when you think of energy in just in re its simplest form like you push something into a space, it's going to expand. It's going to have to find a way to adapt. And of course, people mm. are just going to get angry. But through chaos, a lot of good is going to come because 100%. it's the only way throughout history. This is, like, this is not the first time that rioting has happened. Rioting has happened right. for like centuries. People get people rally together. They fight against injustice. This is not the first time. And I don't know why now people are acting like, yo, like, what the fuck is going on like why are these people reacting this way and then i don't know i just feel like 
for like just a bigger picture, I always try to be very careful because there there's clearly a bigger picture here. You know what I'm saying? Like I try to not become so emotionally invested in everything that's happening because it's gonna steer me away from where where I really need to be. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like there's this endless yeah. cycle trying to steer people away from their highest truth. You know what I'm saying? Or focusing on what really matters. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like dividing us and and making us it just feels like power plays that we need to always make sure that at the same time we are paying attention to the fact that there are powers at play who are trying to keep mm. us or derail us from reaching our highest yeah. yeah reaching our because honestly no matter how you dice it no matter race no matter ethnicity we all benefit from being connected to our true authentic self and mm-hmm. and and that's like the the biggest thing that I feel like we're constantly spun out of that direction, no matter how you dice it. Because even to a certain extent, Caucasians have been taught a narrative, and and yeah, it embedded in you guys too. You guys are also victim to the same problem. You're just on the good side of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It benefits you guys, so you guys might not recognize it, but at the end of the day, it's just like. It's happening. It happened to you guys too, but just because you guys 100%. are kind of more comfortable in your chairs, you don't really feel like getting up. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you, sister. I feel. <laughs> Do I feel you feel me? No, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. We just really. I just think it's. We always have to make sure that we're being hyper aware of what's happening. Thank you so much for stopping by for some vitamins on today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please comment, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode, and share with anyone you think can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast.